Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to a special episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we usually take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. But today on the show, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Before we get into that, I want to remind you all really quickly that you should be subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and check out our website, PiecingPod.com. Let's leave it at that because I want to get into the conversation. It's a long one. I've got with me again, as we did on the Glass episode a couple of weeks ago, Ryan Darty and Chad Clinton Freeman, and I brought them back on the show uh, together so the three of us could discuss our most anticipated movies of the rest of 2019. January is kind of a slow month every year, and so I figured we wait until February and then jump in and make a big list of all the movies we're looking forward to this year. And of course, there'll be more movies as the year goes on, uh, but we end up talking about quite a lot of movies. There's a lot coming out in 2019. So let's jump into the conversation because, like I said, it's a long one. I don't want to keep you guys waiting here at the front. Let's just jump in to this conversation and show you guys what's coming. Everybody, today on the show, we got back with us after our glass episode from a couple weeks ago. Uh, we've got with us Ryan Darty and Chad Clinton Freeman. Guys, how you doing? Hey, good to be here. <laughs> I was I was waiting to let him talk first. Yeah, it's great, great. I uh, had had a lot of fun the last time, and yeah. uh, this should be fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to have both of you back again. I, I wasn't expecting to do it so quickly, another uh, three-person episode, <laughs> but I, I just thought this would be a good uh, combination of voices for what we're doing today, which is, of course, a uh, a list of the movies we are looking forward to the most in 2019. We, we just got through January, which is, you know, obviously the dumping grounds where there's really not a lot great. So now that we're starting February hey, out, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I know, I know, there was... <laughs> uh but yeah no lots lots of good movies coming though um and so we're gonna talk about them we're gonna get into all the uh the movies that we're looking forward to this year you guys all got your top 10 lists oh yeah nice nice well uh who who went first on the glass episode uh i started with my last jedi bitching i remember that (laughs) Let's let Chad go first, then, on this one. Chad, what what is your number 10 most anticipated movie of 2019? All right. number This was this was very hard for me, actually, because I started out with, like, 25, and then I'm like, oh, that'll be nothing to get it down to 10, but it was actually pretty hard. 
Um, number 10 for me is Teen Spirit. Um, the Elle Fanning feel good uh, movie with her uh, like in some sort of singing competition. Um, I, I, I'm not embarrassed to say I really like feel good type movies. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Elle Fanning. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the film is directed by Max uh, Minghella. I'm not even sure if you say that, how you say that, but uh, it's his first time, uh, directing a film i just the trailer to me totally sold that movie for me i think it looks really really cool um it's got this nice like neon look to it so uh, that's my number 10 i actually did hear about this wasn't it originally supposed to come out in 2018 is another of these delayed movies i know there's gonna be a few of those on my list (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm not really sure um yeah, uh, uh, yeah th- th- there were several on my list too that I'm like, eh, they're supposed to come out, but who knows if they will. But, yeah, I know. At, yeah. at this point, there's so many freaking delayed movies lately and, you know, my, the, my buddy's A24 delay everything lately. It's, it's like... <laughs> This one does have a release date of April 5th, so uh supposedly okay. it is coming out. All right, let's hope so. Uh Ryan, what's your number 10? All right, so this one is setting off a long string of answers on this list for me, where a lot of the movies this year that I want to see the most are kind of fall under the what the fuck category. <laughs> um, so my number 10 is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes! Which, nice. which in my opinion, is now so bad-seeming that it has to end up being good, because there's no way someone could be making the string of decisions they've been making with this movie. Like, it has to be, like, a Kubrick level of, like, misunderstood genius, that when we see it in action, it'll be like, oh my god, James Marsden live action next to Jim Carrey as a semi-live action Robotnik against frickin' Jean-Ralphio from Parks and Recreation voicing a <laughs> Sonic whose legs look like a very buff twink wearing tight, like, blue latex <laughs> pants. Like, it has to all make sense and I just am not smart enough to get it. So I'm, you know what? I'm very excited to see how that comes out. And that's you know what's out the craziest in- thing about this movie? Is, yeah, I think I, I think I think you were about to say it is the fact that the release date isn't until November eighth. Which means, like, I mean, how could they start so early with all this weird marketing and like, it's so it's just so strange. It's I, why is it taking so long for this movie? It's so strange. yeah. I don't well. I don't even know that they fully addressed how CGI ish it's going to be. So maybe it's going to be one of those things where like. You know, a third of the movie is in a CGI world, so they have to kind of they have all that lead time where they've done the like live filming, but they haven't done the like Pixar looking stuff or whatever. Mm. But I just right, that's equally to me as likely as like they just go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like <laughs> nuclear waste falls on a real hedgehog and he turns blue <laughs> and fights a scientist. Like like I have no idea what to expect for this movie. Um, and, and that makes me want to see it for better or for worse. It looks fucking bizarre. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board myself. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to think. Um, my number 10, uh, is another, I was just saying about delayed movies. Um, and it is kicking <laughs> off with an A24 movie. It's a movie that actually leaked already and could be watched online. It was on a lot of people's Best Movies of 2018 list, even though it didn't actually come out in 2018, and apparently it's going to finally come out on April 19th, and that is Under the Silver Lake. 
which is uh, David Robert Mitchell's follow-up to It Follows. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like kind of a, uh, a uh, inherent vice, Big Lebowski-style, weird caper type of a movie um, starring Andrew Garfield, uh, Topher Grace, and Rilo Keough. How do you, is that how you say it? Keough? Um, but uh, it, it was one of my most awaited movies of 2018, so I had to include it on my list since I'm finally going to get to see it, I think, in four months, maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm 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 excited for that one too. Um, it it definitely it looks uh, different. It looks interesting. Uh, <laughs> I think it, it you know it could be fun. Um, of course, it could just be horrible. I mean, yeah. it, that's the one thing when when you do get these films that do get delayed, you always start to question. Well, is it Absolutely. just because it's actually you know totally <laughs> terrible? <laughs> yeah, apparently it had a really bad premiere, and I think that's what scared A twenty four into all the delays. Um, I think it premiered mm-hmm. at at Con Film Festival, and I think mm-hmm. people might have even been walking out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if they <laughs> if they edited it or what, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just glad it's finally coming. Right. So, uh, Chad, what is your number nine? All right. Number nine for me is Dumbo. Nice. Um, Tim Burton's, uh, I, I think this movie looks awesome. The trailer looks just really, really great. <laughs> um, I guess it's coming out March 29th. Um, and, uh, I, uh, very, very excited about it. I, I mean, I, as a kid, I liked Dumbo, but, uh, like I think actually this for a Tim Burton movie looks like one of his better movies in a long time. Mm-hmm. It just to me that that trailer really really sells it. Um, I'm almost I, I I do feel like when I watch the trailer I'm like where's Johnny Depp because it's a Tim Burton <laughs> movie. But uh, <laughs> is Helena Bottom anyway, Carter in it? I think it's gonna be great. He, he could be in there somewhere. I mean I guess we'll find out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm super looking forward to this too. And you know, what's funny. I, I was like thinking about it cause I was almost going to include it on my list. Um, and, and I was thinking about it. I realized, I don't think I even know the Dumbo story. Like oh, I know Dumbo yeah, I as pretty, a character. I completely forgot it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just know it as a character. I don't know like what happens. So it's basically going to be like a brand new movie to me. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Ryan, what's your uh, number nine? Uh, number nine is Jordan Peele's Us coming out in a month or two. Um, nice. And I I enjoyed Get Out. I didn't think it was like amazing the way most people like you know went you know balls to the walls for it. But I thought it was like really competently made and good. Um, and I'm a sucker for a a movie with like a, oh I gotta see it just to find out what's going on for this thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, doppelgangers running around. Like the movie can be garbage and I will still love to see it just because I'm gonna be like, is it a time loop? Is it a cloning thing? Is it a manifestation <laughs> of their guilt? Like like as long as I get that question answered, um that I'll get what I want out of that movie. And the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, alright, this is okay. But like it stuck with me. And I've probably rewatched that trailer um, like once every week or two since it's come out. Um, so I'm very, very like I don't usually like get hype for horror movies far in advance. Uh, but this is it worked its way into my brain somehow. So I agree completely. Yeah, I, I'm not usually a big horror guy, but um, it, it it definitely sticks with you that trailer, and I I keep seeing it, and I keep wanting to see it more, <laughs> more and more every time I see the trailer. I think I think the mystery for me might be lost as soon as the second trailer comes out, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but like right now, it's it's hooked. 
Nice. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board too. Uh, even though, yeah, I, I was kind of torn on Get Out. Um, yeah. But to me, this one looks like way better than it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm with you as far as like, you know, how is that explained and what exactly is going on? That definitely has me intrigued. Uh, and I'm like, is it kind of be, you know, sort of like it follows? Funny that we already. Yeah, he brought up it follows, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but no, and then I think uh, the you know the song, I, the way they work it. Oh, that you the got trailer. five on it remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good, awesome. Yeah, yeah I no, hope it it's is. in the movie too. That would rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right on. Well, my number nine is a movie that's coming out uh, in March, March 29th. It's called The Beach Bum from Harmony Korine. Mm. With Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Zac Efron, Martin Lawrence. Um, it looks like absolutely ridiculous. How have um, I not like, heard of this movie? You, you haven't seen the trailer yet? I, oh, I've, it looks I've, I've, I've never even like seen a post about it on Reddit. So is this like a comedy or? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks okay. very you, much you, in you... line with Spring Breakers. Like, okay, yeah, it does. Yeah. What I was going to say, Ryan, you must not be in this great group discussion on facebook <laughs> piecing it together because i remember i personally posted the trailer and i know the poster got posted just like two weeks ago so. I, I i think you're right chad i think you're right i think ryan slipped uh, maybe i'm i'm I, I know i didn't watch the trailer but maybe i like saw like oh it's just matthew mcconaughey and like assumed it was like a serenity poster or something yeah. but like <laughs> i have just w- n- zero recollection of this like normally i know it's snoop dogs in a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys have no idea how much I want to just derail this whole episode and talk about Serenity for an hour. Oh right my now. god, can like, we do a Serenity <laughs> slash Book of Trevor mashup right now in terms of movies that I'm still 50% sure someone vandalized the Wikipedia page of, so I can't believe that's the actual plot of the film? L- let's move on so we don't get caught up on it, because it is so good. It's so fucking great. Um great in a bad way but great uh but anyway yeah the the beach bum i you know it it's definitely like a lot of uh harmony Crean's movies i mean you know i don't know if it's really going to be good or not but based on the trailer i definitely can't wait to see it um yeah i have a feeling it's going to be terrible but yeah. i'll see it uh. <laughs> very possible very possible also the last time uh McConaughey played this kind of character was in a movie called surfer dude um, I don't know if a lot of people saw it, and it was fucking terrible. I, I couldn't even make it through the whole movie. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think, but I'm looking I forward mean, to is it. I mean, isn't he basically playing like Tommy Chong? Isn't that, isn't that what he's playing here? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's just basically just a total burnout, like, right. dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, Chad, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight, uh, and this one, it, it played Toronto Film Festival, and um, it hasn't got a, a release date in the U.S. yet. Um, it's supposed to hit international markets in March, so it's called The Death and Life of John F. Donovan uh, with oh, Kit yeah. Harrington, Natalie Portman, Jacob Trinley. Um, it just looks great to me. Uh, about a, uh, a actor, a big, huge star who I guess is uh, in the closet, uh, homosexual, played by Kit Harrington, And uh, Jacob Trinley's a big fan of his, and he writes to him, and they have like this weird relationship through uh, 
you know, writing letters back and forth to each other. He opens up to this kid, that sort of thing. Um, just, uh, and, and evidently, uh, his, Kit Harrington's character is like, uh, he just, he's going to be in this big superhero movie. And, uh, and so he's got this huge, you know, secret nobody knows about. And he confides in this little kid. And there's just a lot of, you know, things with like, hmm. you know, Michael Jackson, Eminem and the Stan thing. And oh, I mean, even okay. just like Zack Snyder and his, I don't know. There's just a lot of things to me that this movie I think could have in it as far as like social commentary. Uh, I've heard mixed things on it, but I think it looks great. Sounds interesting. Yeah, okay, I hadn't actually yeah, heard huh. of this. Yeah. Now that was you, I do Dave. Obviously, you are not in this group. No, I saw that one. I saw you post that one. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, all right. So, Brian, what's your uh, number eight? Uh, number eight was one that I kind of didn't realize how much I was actually looking forward to it until I was looking at some lists of movies this year, which is um, Shazam, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I've was i been a huge fan of David F. Sandberg ever since he was just, like, a little dude making, like, you know, 45-second horror movies on YouTube. Um, and I didn't actually realize that he had gone on to, like, have a, like, a real film career until this movie. I never saw, apparently Annabelle 2 was, like, way better than it had any right to be and stuff like that, but apparently he's, you know, doing pretty good for himself nowadays, Uh, and I'm a huge Zachary Levy fan, but what I think I'm most excited about for Shazam is, I don't think nowadays there's, like, a many easy ways to capture that like aw shucks golden age kind of comics feel like captain america tried to do it the first one and didn't really stick the landing too well um and i think the closest they're going to be able to get to that in a modern era setting is doing what they're doing by like having a kid turn into a superhero um and i'm i'm cautiously optimistic that it's gonna be a, a breath of fresh air of just kind of being a feel-good superhero movie in some regards uh probably totally won't be but that's like what i'm projecting onto it um, I'm sure i'm sure chad has a lot to say about this part. yeah i was actually very <laughs> curious so I'm, I'm looking i'm looking forward to it i'm just not real excited about it it looks I think DC has definitely decided to go just hammy and cheesy yeah. and uh and yeah maybe with this one it might work really well cuz like exactly just kind of uh capturing that innocence. Yeah, I'm uh, hoping it's like a little more like good-hearted, a good nature yeah. and stuff than No, it, it, it's definitely like you know uh like big meets mm-hmm. uh I don't know. I don't know what the other one would be, but big would probably be a puzzle piece of who yeah. puzzle just, piece. Just dips that one in now. Nice. I'm sure we'll be doing that episode. Uh, I, I saw this trailer. I was sitting next to this old black lady. Uh, I forget what movie I was at, and she went, Mm-mm, "He's trying too hard." So my number eight um, is another A24 movie. Big surprise with me. Um, it is The Lighthouse from uh, yes. Robert Eggers, yes. the director of The Witch, yes. and starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Um, okay. It's a black and white fantasy film uh, set mm-hmm. in a lighthouse. Not much else about the plot has been really revealed so far, um, nor has a release date. 
But I mean, I don't think there's anything more you need if you're a fan of, uh, right. you know, these kind of movies. The director of The Witch, Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was, I had that as an honorable mention because I was like, I don't know anything about it. I, it, yeah, there's no release date or anything. One interesting thing I read though was uh, evidently it's set in 1890. It was filmed in black and white with equipment from the 40s, and the hmm. camera lenses are from the 20s. And it's uh, black and white, 35 millimeter. So, yeah. Oh. I can't wait oh. to watch it exclusively on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, what's your uh, number seven? Uh, number seven for me, uh, we... You know, just we're talking the superheroes with the Shazam. Uh, number seven's Brightburn for me, um, which is going to be you know the the evil Superman movie. Basically, I mean that's what it looks like to me. But uh, you know, I know James Gunn uh, is one of the producers or whatever, and I I tend to not be a fan of James Gunn and his mean and nastiness. But I think this one could be. Uh, I mean, I think this one needs to be mean and nasty. I mean, yeah, it's an it's an evil superhero movie. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, this I I think the trailer obviously Man of Steel is going to be a puzzle piece there just based yeah. off the trailer. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I I'm totally excited for uh. Brightburn, as far as any of the, the superhero movies this year, that's the one that um, I'm most excited for. I don't have any good reason for this. Um, I don't have any good reason for, for this, but I haven't watched the trailer yet. Um, I know everybody was going nuts about it, and I just didn't watch it. And I guess I thought I was going to wait for the theater to see it, but I, I don't know. I should probably watch this trailer finally. It's, it doesn't come out till May, evidently. May 24th. So There are yeah. so many like evil superhero comic books that I wish they would adapt that they never will. That like I'm hoping Brightburn is good just because it's the closest I'm ever going to get to an adaptation of a lot of these movies. Um, and stuff like that. But I've also seen like other like twists on The Omen before, which I still kind of put this in the bucket of just right. The Omen, right. but with like... You know, from Krypton instead of right. from hell, basically. Right. Um, and, and they haven't been great, but I, I'm very cautiously optimistic for it. Yeah. So that's a good one. I actually forgot about that until you said yeah, it. Yeah, no, it, it it looks it looks great uh, as far as the, the whole look and feeling of it. Definitely the omen meets uh, Man of Steel. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice, and it is it is very specifically Man of Steel, Superman too. It's not right. like Superman in general. Like you can definitely right, right, tell exactly. it's Man of Steel, Superman. <laughs> right on, uh, Ryan. What's your uh, number? What are we on? Seven. Yeah, seven, seven. Seven. All right. So this is a movie that off camera I have pestered Dave about doing a zillion times. It technically came out at Fantastic Fest in 2018, but doesn't have an actual release date yet, and is still pegged for sometime 2019. Which is Beats of Rage, the uh, or as I like to call it, the sequel to the movie about Deadly Dance Dance Revolution. Um, so this is, there was a movie called the FP released, you know, like eight years ago, and it's my favorite bad movie of all time. And it's about gangsters in a dystopian future who settled their turf wars with deadly matches of Dance Dance Revolution, and it was beautifully, amazingly terrible, and it's probably still... I, I once literally threw a party themed around that movie and got the director to, like, call in and record a video special for us. 
So the fact that like 10 years later, he's randomly deciding to go back and do a second one makes me so incredibly happy, especially because I think it's made for an even lower budget than the first one. So I can't wait. To, and I don't even know if this one's also about Dance Dance Revolution. I assume it is because it's Beats of Rage, but it could be about fucking anything. Every movie this guy makes is bonkers. Uh, Jason Trost is his name. Um, so uh, I'm definitely going to get him on the podcast when this movie comes to video on demand, <laughs> and we are definitely doing an episode of it, because I think he's so happy to have at least one fan that he's just, like, <laughs> fucking down for it. Uh, I do have a friend who I was telling her about this movie once, and she told it to a couple of her friends, and her friend went, oh yeah, I went to high school with that guy, and apparently he just grabbed like random dudes from the high school and was like, please be in my movie for $10, and that movie was the FP, so I'm, that made me so much happier. I, I'm very much looking forward to watching this movie and doing an episode with you. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Um, it's like... I, I, the closest I can describe it is if you remember that terrible Gerard Butler movie, Gamer. Somehow that's what I it's like. Movie. Right, but like, you, you know the way in which it's very, like, deliberately campy to capture that, like, Xbox Live gamer culture mm -hmm. kind of thing? Like, very tryhard, edgy. It's that mixed with Rocky, basically. <laughs> and it's just a beautiful train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, well, my number seven is a movie that you two are Last Jedi haters, so you probably have no interest in this whatsoever, but it's Ryan Johnson's new movie, Knives Out, with the ridiculous cast, including uh, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer, and a whole bunch more people. Um, I'm not even really sure what it's about. I just know that it's got a ridiculous cast. And uh, I've loved most of what uh, Ryan Johnson has done. Oh, I, I he is actually my top Bloom. three favorite directors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Beside, like, awesome. like, Last Jedi Hate aside, I, he is, he's up there for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I, I'm excited to see what he does away from, you know, from Star Wars. As much as I love Last Jedi, I want to see him make another. It's is is he writing this one? He's made something. Yeah, he he wrote. And oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, because he usually only does stuff he writes himself, and that yeah. helps a lot. Yeah, well, so I guess he I, wrote I'm, Star I'm Wars, but uh. yeah, I'm really excited for this one. <laughs> and it uh, comes out November 27th. So, uh, all right, what is your uh, number six, Chad? Uh, number six. That would be extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The uh, <laughs> Zac Efron, uh, Joe Berlinger um, movie about Ted Bundy, uh, which the trailer is just so fantastic. Of course, this just premiered at Sundance, uh, so there's no uh, release date on this, uh, but uh, I'm sure we'll be getting it at some point this year, um, probably toward the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I've heard Man, that looks amazing. great trailer. Great trailer, oh, and yeah, the out. reviews are really good out of Sundance as well. So, uh, I I definitely am looking forward to this as well. Um, yeah, I, I actually when I was making my list, I forgot about this movie, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I it is definitely up there for me. It, it's something I'm definitely looking forward to. And uh, I and I love Joe uh, Berlinger. I think this is his first feature he's done. I think since uh, Blair Witch Two, because uh, he mostly does documentaries. Um, and, uh, evidently some people really hate this movie and they say that it romanticizes, uh, mm. 
uh, Ted Bundy. But I think I think that's part of the the thing with Ted Bundy is that that's why he was able to do what he was able to do and why he was able to like you know uh, yeah yeah it's just like he he he's just a very very uh, charismatic guy. Um, I I don't know if y'all watched the the Ted Bundy tapes, which Joe Berlinger did those as well. Those are on Netflix now, um, and um, it really is a, is a good like if you don't know a lot about Ted Bundy, it's a good um, it gives you you know a good vision of him, and 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 there's you know courtroom footage, there's uh, tapes of him you know talking and about his crimes and stuff because uh, he he talks about himself in the third person because Ted Bundy was um, uh, big into psychology, and hmm. so uh, he he signed this deal to do this book. And he, the guy was getting nowhere, and then eventually he was like, "Hey, so if you were this guy that committed these crimes, because Bundy always said he was innocent, uh. what kind of person would do this, and how would they go about it?" And so then he starts talking about his crimes in the third person. So, anyway. so the did, same didn't, guy didn't OJ who's directing that, a bio, uh, yeah, 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 yeah if I did it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, the same guy who's doing a biopic of Ted Bundy also did a documentary of Ted Bundy right. that's available. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's wild. I've been hearing people talk about Ted Bundy on Netflix recently, and I guess that must be what that's in reference to. Um, yeah. People watching that prompted on by the trailer. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. That, that is wild. I did not know that either. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, Ryan, what's your uh, number six? So this next one is another one of my uh, what the fuck um, <laughs> entries, which is Todd Phillips's Joker movie. Um, there's so many decisions, is a good way to put it, being made about that film <laughs> that I then, I, like, honestly, I'm you know I love the lore and the interconnected films like you know MCU, DCU, all that stuff, but I'm also totally fine with like. Let's not even really care about the comic books. Let's just take something from the comic as a jumping off point. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, Joker doesn't have a good origin story. Like, you're, you're ruining the character. I'm fine. They're calling this a DC Elseworlds film. I, make it as weird as possible. Like, I'm disappointed Martin Scorsese is not producing anymore. Like, I just want there to be as many things in this movie that make me raise an eyebrow as possible um, to get me to sit down and see it. And I will probably not like it and i will still be like you know what i'm still glad that got made because that's fucking weird and you know what <laughs> I, I agree with you so much that joker is my number six as well there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually the first time in this list so far that we have had an overlap which is pretty yeah. surprising um but yeah no for all the reasons you were just saying i you know, this is actually the only superhero movie on my list, and mm -hmm. uh, that's because I'm really looking forward to something different and weird in in the superhero genre. Um, and and it it sounds like it's going to be crazy. There's also, I I mean, of course, rumors. Who knows? But there's a pretty big rumor. I'm not going to like say what it is here, just you know, for the sake of spoilers or whatever, just in case it is true. There's a pretty big rumor about a big twist with the movie. That I just find so interesting, and I almost, I kind of, even though I know it, I hope it's true. Um, just because I think it'll make you are it killing me, David. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to pay attention for the rest of this podcast because all I'm gonna be thinking is remember to ask Dave about the twist. Remember to ask Dave about the twist. Okay. Yeah. I hope the mind. twist is. I hope the twist is that so. Thanos comes in and <laughs> plot twist. Marvel has bought DC Comics. 
what is happening now? Awesome. And also the Cloverfield awesome. monster storms in. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in this movie. It's hard for me to get excited for it because I, I really am not a, a fan at all of Todd Phillips, and I think it's very bizarre. That oh, yeah, 100% the movie. same. So <laughs> I, That is, yeah, I And agree. then the fact that... Uh, Basically, the cast is saying that he's writing the movie as they go along. Uh, again, <laughs> huge like, plus for me. Like yeah. all of these make me so like, much uh, more excited. Like Tommy Wiseau to, wanted to do a, jo- a Joker movie and he never got to. This might be the closest I get to a Tommy Wiseau <laughs> Joker movie. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, so, that, that, I mean, it's gonna be weird. I want I want to be excited for it and I and I and I am to a degree, but at the same time I'm just like yeah. What if like at the end of the movie they time lapse him aging into Jared Leto's Joker? Would that be amazing for somehow over the course of thirty years he's aged to look exactly like gangster Jared Leto? Would that be amazing or horrible to you? Well anything's possible. That's what happens when he falls into the vat of acid. Oh, okay. So when he's walking around looking crazy in all the trailers, that's just him being weird, and then the acid melts him into Jared Leto. I'm okay with this. I'm very okay with this. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Chad. What's your number five? <laughs> so my number five, I I don't know what's going on here, but uh, this is my uh, second uh, Disney movie on here, Aladdin. Wow. Okay. Um, it's Guy Ritchie though. There you so go. I'm like it's got to be in my top five. It's Guy Ritchie. Um, and you know, on the plus, it's uh, Will Smith being you know a blue genie, or maybe he's not blue. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's coming out May twenty fourth, but uh, you know, I, 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 I'm hoping. I guess I'm kind of hoping with this one that what you're hoping for with the Joker, because uh, you know Guy Ritchie with King Arthur, nobody liked it because it yeah. was, I guess, too weird of a you know a medieval yeah. movie, uh, which I thought made it really cool. But um, I'm hoping Aladdin it, it just has some of that weird and strange you know guy richiness to it uh i mean i was totally happy the fact that king arthur was totally a guy richie movie yeah and i just hope that aladdin is a guy richie movie and uh if that's the case then you know i, I i'll be 100 happy with it but uh you can't go wrong guy richie and will smith <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really interested in like I have yet to see any of the um the Disney live action remake films or anything like that. But They're pretty good. If They're I good. if I had to pick one, like I don't know, the idea of um Guy Ritchie doing Aladdin is so interesting to me cuz I love I love his style but I also love his style in moderation. So like him doing a movie that like where he's kind of adapting his, his flourishes to another probably like slightly less like hyperkinetic kind of film and stuff. Uh, it, it gives me like hardcore vibes of like that movie Stardust where like Matthew Vaughn randomly directed like a fantasy, more family friendly kind of feel gooder type film. Um, so I'm so I'm so intrigued to see Aladdin, and I I think that a lot of people are skeptical about it. I think it's going to be a home run, a hundred percent. So, not, except I'm Will not, Smith, Will Smith, I'm not, not positive sure. about it yet. 
but the direction <laughs> I'm, I'm not sold sure on. about this one. Uh, I, I'm kind of in the middle on it. I definitely am looking forward to the other Disney live action movies. I think it's so strange that they're like loading them all up in one year. I, I don't know why they didn't spread it out over a couple of years. Well, they've um, been doing it. Like there was there was Beauty and the Beast a year and a half ago, and Alice in Wonderland, yeah. and Cinderella. Like I think I this, guess that's true. This year just happened to have you know Big ones. more of them. <laughs> oh well, uh, Ryan, what's your uh, number five? So this one was kind of weird to me because I haven't seen the first two movies in the trilogy, but Godzilla: King of Monsters. Um, again, haven't haven't seen Godzilla one, haven't seen uh, King Kong. Not especially interested in seeing either of them. But once they go, like, yeah, there's gonna be five hundred monsters in the movie. A dude like me wants to see that film for nothing else, just to see all of those monsters realized on screen in CGI. Like, right. even if the movie is gar- right, like that's why, like if if you know, if I don't happen to love what Godzilla looks like because he's only on camera for like twelve minutes in the first one, you know, the actual movie has to do some heavy lifting. For Godzilla: King of the Monsters, very little heavy lifting needs to be done by anyone. Like, it just needs to be. <laughs> Like fucking Godzilla sumo wrestling a Hydra and I am in. So I will probably see the first and second one, but I don't and, and like I don't really care about seeing Godzilla versus King Kong either. I just want to oh. see King Ghidra looking real. Like that's all I want in life right now. Like I be I retroactively became a bigger Godzilla fan when I realized the possibility that I might get to see a photorealistic King Ghidra. <laughs> yeah, no that that first Godzilla was absolutely I hated it so much yeah, and it's Kong bad. Kong Skull Island is pretty good. So it's I heard like Kong's it's definitely a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it it's looks not great. great, but it's it good. Looks beautiful. Yeah, he looked great. It yeah. was beautiful oh, yeah. the cinematography. Uh and and this one looks beautiful too. It looks like they're continuing in that that style. Uh so yeah, I I hope it's good. I really do. I'm I'm excited about it because it's basically Batman versus Superman. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and Eleven's in it. So I mean, I'm totally sold. Uh, you know, the cast is good in this. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Nice. But yeah, you can skip the first Godzilla. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's so not worth it. it. I doubt it's really gonna be that big of a story point. No, I think if anything, I would just want to watch the fights against the Mudos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that because again, because I I love creature design type stuff. So, um, sure. you know, I've heard there's a shot where he basically just French kisses a thing and then shoots a laser beam down its mouth. That seems intriguing as a possibility to me as a as a what is a monster doing to kill other monsters thing. Um, that was my favorite ten seconds of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's awesome. So uh, yeah, that moment was pretty good. And again, um, you know, maybe, maybe the Cloverfield monster will pop up. There's always a chance. Like we can only I'm, hope. I I'm hoping that they're somehow going to tie in Godzilla and Pacific Rim. Of course, Pacific Rim isn't no longer like with the same production company, so I yeah. doubt that will happen. But I was thinking at one time that was going to happen. I was really I, yeah, I was really pushing for that pre um, Maelstrom or Uprising or whatever the sequel was called. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we'll get I, I Jet Jaguar in this one instead, pull in some of the other mechs, and we'll still get, like, <laughs> Ultron versus Godzilla for the next one. Hey, that's possible, too. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, my, my number five is a movie I only just found out about a few days ago. Um, it is called The Death of Dick Long, 
And it is from one of the two Daniels who directed, uh, wrote and directed Swiss Army Man. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't do this one together, but uh, one of the Daniels. And it's supposed to be another really weird movie. Uh, it's, it's about uh, these two people who are trying to cover up the fact that someone died at their house. And uh, it, it sounds very strange. Of course, A24 picked it up. Um, and it uh, is the Daniels. I mean, <laughs> you know, Swiss Army so, Man like, was my, my favorite movie. It's a weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It really does sound a lot like Weekend at Birdies. Um, but yeah, it uh, it sounds really freaking weird, and I, I'm I'm super excited for it. Uh, there's no release date. It did just premiere at Sundance this week, and um, yeah, hopefully it's coming out this year. So let's see. We are on uh, chat for number four. four. Yeah, we're number four. Number four. Um, I'm thinking maybe our top th- our top four are all the same. Oh, I, I really one. hope my number four is <laughs> not on either of your lists. <laughs> None of these have been mentioned yet, so I, that's what I'm thinking. So my number four, big shock that this is on here, is Honey Boy. Um, Shia LaBeouf's new movie, uh, which just <laughs> premiered at Sundance. There's no uh, release date on it yet, but um, hopefully we'll get it this year at some point. Of course, um uh, Shia LaBeouf, he wrote this movie. He plays his father in the film. Um, it's uh, well, it's 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 about his dad and about himself. Uh, but it's it's not like actual autobiographical. Like the guy, it, it, the names have been changed or whatever, and it's probably just been modified as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Lucas Hedges is in this, which. Uh, he, you know, has a fantastic career going for him. Oh, he's been he great plays, in everything uh, lately. Yeah, he he plays uh, Shia at, at some point, and then Jesus. there's a even younger kid that plays him as a a young, um, young boy. Uh, a female director. I, I'm not uh, familiar with her. She's a music video director. Alma. RL or something. I'm I'm not sure how you say it. Like I said, I and I I know she's done music videos, but I'm not really certain of what else she's done. But mm-hmm. very very excited. Anytime Shia LaBeouf's in a project, I'm excited. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you, I, I heard he's I heard he's is. great in this. I heard he's really good in it. Um, and yeah, I I'm I'm interested too. I don't know that much about it yet. Uh, you know, just had that premiere at Sundance the other day, and um. Yeah, I mean, people have been talking about it. It's, it's got to be one of the most talked about movies at, at the festival this year. Yeah, I, I guess it got like a standing ovation. Um, he, uh, his dad, evidently was very—he uh, was a drunk, very abusive. Um, did lots of other, I guess. Uh, it, he just was like not a very moral person, ethical. Uh, I don't know any details exactly, but I guess he was a lawbreaker. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf looks like totally, it, it, him dressed up as the role is is totally just like something he's never done before. Like the character <laughs> that he's playing looks and like here, such a weirdo. He, here I thought uh, Shia LaBeouf had a totally normal upbringing. Uh, ryan what's your uh number four all right my final what the fuck entry on this list my number four (laughs) most most anticipated movie uh scientifically the opposite of sonic the hedgehog which is detective pikachu 
Ooh. <laughs> because a Detective Pikachu, again, a series of what the fucks, and yet when I saw that trailer, I was 100% sold. Like, I, I felt like a five-year-old again. And and this probably largely has to do with my age, right? Where, like, Pokemon was coming out when I was, I don't know, in, like, kindergarten, preschool. So it was like, you know, my whole life has been, what if Pokemon were real? And now suddenly this is the closest it's going to get to that. And I'm not going to say whether it looks good or bad, because I'm still genuinely not sure, but it doesn't look like what anyone would have ever expected a Pikachu movie to look like, or to have, you know, like, if it was like, oh, we're going to make a Pokemon movie, oh, cool, yeah, it's going to be a, a film noir starring Ryan Reynolds as a detective Pikachu, <laughs> you'd be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like... And I don't know, man, like something about it, I get the childhood sense of wonder. I, I don't know if it'll be good, I don't know if it'll be bad, but I do know that when it comes out in May, I am absolutely going to see it in the theaters, <laughs> possibly multiple times, because even if it's bad, it seems like the kind of movie that I would watch Blade Runner style, where I'm just looking in the background to see all of the details and like all the Pokemon they have in the background and stuff like that. So I will I will enjoy myself regardless of how good that movie is. Yeah, I, I'm not a Pokemon guy, but I'm looking forward to it, too. Oh, I'm not either. I'm super ridiculous. hardcore team Digimon, but I'm, like, still, you know... I under I understand your enthusiasm, because this is how I'm feeling about them making a Funko Pop movie. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, I want to get in yeah. line to watch the Funko Pop movie now. So, I understand. Are they doing that, like, Lego movie style? Where yes, yes, from with, with, with DC, Marvel, and Star Wars characters, and oh, Care cool. and My Little Pony. Oh, you know, my, my, my company just actually uh, announced uh, one of our sister studios is doing a Funko Pop game coming to mobile soon. Uh, mm. And it was it's it's so funny because it's like a very like hardcore like rated R franchise. Ah. And they're trying to like introduce teenagers to it who like I guess the hope is like, oh, and then when you're 17, you can buy our game. But I just can't <laughs> wait to see like what it looks like when you chainsaw a Funko in a video <laughs> game. Like. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, so my number four is one uh, that obviously is going to come up on this show uh, today. Uh, and that is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> uh, starring Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie. Um, I know a lot of other people as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows about this movie already. Right, I think right, right. I think we're all looking forward to it one way or another. Um and it it it, it looks fantastic. I, I really hope we get a trailer soon so we could uh keep this this level of excitement up. <laughs> At what point should I say I know almost nothing about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Are, are, are you active are you actively staying away from it or it's just that you haven't He's a little of, like the last thing I remember about this movie was like when he clarified that it wasn't actually about the Manson killings. Well, you know, I don't mm -hmm. give a fuck about Quentin Tarantino, so like, you know, cool. He's making another movie with a lot of good actors that somehow I'm still going to be like, man, I should like this. This is so up my alley. Why is it not clicking for me? So you never do feel... like his movies. No, no, hundred percent. I I like you know when he writes stuff, but like Crazy. I. I'm so dead up his target market and it does nothing for me. 
<laughs> wow. Well, I I know I know Chad's probably on on board with this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, a little, a little, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Right on. Well, uh, we, we'll 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 give Chad dibs on the the piecing it together episode for this. Oh one. sure, that's um, reasonable. <laughs> oh, I don't have to fight Ryan for it. No, no. Uh, if if Nicholas Cage appears to be cast in it, then we do actually have to get into the rules of dibs for movie yes. years because I believe Ryan gets dibs on Nick Cage films is like number two in the hierarchy of dibs. Ah, that, that's, so. that's, that's that's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> this is true. Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out uh, July 26th, and I just realized we didn't mention uh, Detective Pikachu is May 10th. I, um, I mentioned May. I, I, I didn't oh, bother did? writing down okay. the dates. because Hey, that's that two much. days after my birthday. Nice. Oh, man, your gift to the world. The world's <laughs> hey, gift to that, you. That reminds me, I forgot to mention, Joker comes out on my birthday, October oh. 4th. There's no way yeah. Joker's actually coming out when it's currently announced. It's not <laughs> they haven't, they haven't like, filmed that's a single that, scene yet. No, that's They're coming out still next be January editing without a doubt it up in my till mind. the day before. So. <laughs> what a Joker thing to do. Oh, DC. <laughs> so, Chad, what's your number three? All right, my number three is Rocket Man. The uh, Elton John uh, biopic starring Taron Edgerton with Jamie Jamie Bo- Jamie Bell, I'm sorry, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, Dexter Fletcher directs. Uh, who uh, he directed Eddie the Eagle, and I believe um, he finished up Bohemian Rhapsody, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, or he had something to do with it anyway. Someone's uh, May thirty first. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. And and the and the really cool thing about it is, uh, it's not your typical biopic. Is that it's supposed to be a fantasy movie? Of course, with the little teaser we got, Elton John's like floating in the air and stuff. So I think there's going to be a lot of like, you know, um, just surreal and sort of uh, just kind of psychedelic elements to it. So should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. I, I yeah. really hope it's good. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, it, it, as successful as it is, it's it's a bad movie. And this <laughs> looks very similar yeah. <laughs> in tone, And I, I aside from those magical elements. So right, I, right. I'm really hoping they do this one right. Uh, you know, and no Brian Singer involved, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, I really hope it's good. Um, and you know I'll be and, seeing it with my parents because, of course, you know, we love Elton. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and I, I love Taron. I no, no, you know, no secret there. He's like Shia LaBeouf. Of course, I didn't see uh, Robin Hood, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> and he can sing. That's the thing. Is that it's perfect for him to play Elton John because he can sing. He sings good. So nice. uh, very, very excited about this one. And I'm not awesome. even a big Elton John it. fan. But uh, yeah. Melanie, my girlfriend, she's a big Elton John fan, so I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So sweet. That's uh, May seventeenth. That one's coming out, right? I uh, I got May thirty first. I don't know. Oh, interesting. All right. It's uh, in May. It's in May. <laughs> it's May. It's May. Um, right on. Uh, so Ryan, what is your number three? Um, so this is a weird one where. I'm I'm not nearly as excited about it as I should be, but I think objectively coming no like like I'm just not and uh, this is one um, uh, Dave we're gonna do an episode about this soon, which is How to Train Your Dragon three coming in late February. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. 
It will not be out by the time this episode airs. But um, How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2, just, you know, consistently regarded as, like, some of the best kids' movies of all time. I fucking love them. Uh, it's by the same guys who did the first two, um, who also did Lilo and Stitch, which is, like, my favorite animated movie of all time. Like, everything on paper, this should be, like, my favorite movie of all time, with it a without a doubt, I watched the shitty Cartoon Network's Netflix um, kids cartoon for How to Train Your Dragon. I saw How to Train Your Dragon live on ice once, which was fantastic because <laughs> the animatronic <laughs> for the dragon broke down, but all the voices are pre-recorded, so they had to keep acting. And it was the scene where they're all riding on the dragon's back for the first time, and it's supposed to be a very awe-inspiring, like heartwarming moment. But the dragon was like hanging with its arms and head limp from ropes on the ceiling. <laughs> And they still had to just keep being like, it's amazing! And the dragon's wings weren't flapping or anything. Um, but yeah, just I, oh, I love the so animation style. I love the characters. I, I read some of the books that the movies are not actually at all based on. Um, so it's amazing to me that like I've seen the commercial for the third one once. And I actually even forgot it was coming out until I got tickets to see the third one like two weeks ago. So I am probably like after this recording gonna start watching the first and second ones like tonight. Um, Cause even just talking about it now, I'm getting more excited for it. So you, you know Dragon what we should 3, do? I think the lost world, maybe I don't know. Yeah. And it comes out uh February 22nd and you and I are seeing it on the third, I believe we're seeing a uh, fan like screening. Week, yeah. yeah. So, and that way we'll be able to get an episode done uh, ahead of time, which will be cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I haven't seen the first two, uh, mm -hmm. so I was thinking, you know, it'd be fun is you could drunkenly explain them to me. Just tell me the whole plots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is, you're just like really stepping in for the random people sitting next to me at bars, because that's a typical Thursday night for me. Is I, take, I take like another shot of tequila, and I'm like, and hey, what's the thing about Hiccup? He just fucking, he knows he's good. I, know, I guess that's, so, presumably that's what I sound like when I talk about how to trade. Probably. <laughs> so I haven't seen those either. That's what mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm glad it's not only me, Dave, that hadn't seen yeah. those. Um, I hear I the first great. one was like a sleeper hit. Like, yeah. No, yeah, no, like I don't think it was posed to be very successful, and it it did real good. To me, yeah. the new the the third one does look really cool, and um, uh, actually. I just went and saw, I finally saw Mary Poppins the other day, Mary Poppins Returns. They showed the yeah. trailer for this, and I just looked at my girlfriend. She's like, we're seeing that in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> she, totally, she, the first two were pretty she, different, and even the animation style was kind of different, and it looks like the third might be continuing that trend a little. So I think that's very interesting to have a trilogy where, uh, you know, an animated trilogy, the same people made all three installs. I think maybe the guy who co-directed and co-wrote the first two is only co-writing this one or something like that, but mostly the same people, um, and as the characters get older, they switch to like successively more realistic art styles, but with, with what they're going for for this third one, I think it's going to be an amazing 3D movie with the color palette and all oh, the, yeah, yeah. the, the stuff look, they've got going they, yeah. on. Yeah. That's nice. totally new wow. to the franchise. So it's always been very like cold and Icelandic and stuff. So this is, I think, really them just trying to run wild with their imagination before the franchise ends. Mm. Nice. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, for sure. Um, so my number three is a different kind of dragon. It's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which we already <laughs> talked about. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I think the trailer looks 
fantastic. I, I, I love the trailer so much. Um, and as much as I hated, you know, the, the last Godzilla, I, I, I really am allowing myself to get excited for this new one, you know, despite the fact that it has every chance of being as bad as the last one. Um, I, I really have my hopes up and I'm hoping I, uh, I'm hoping I'm happy. <laughs> do you actually, like, do you think the like parts with the humans and the commercials for this one looks good or are you pretty much a hundred percent in it for the monster battles? There's like one, one scene in the trailer that to me almost reminded me of the first one and it okay. annoys me. And it, it's the scene with, uh, with 11, um, in the very beginning where where she's like putting her hands over her ears and like mm-hmm. calling yeah. for help and all, and, and it's just I don't know that just seemed very corny to me. <laughs> but the rest are, are, of, the rest of the rest of the human stuff seemed pretty cool. It wasn't all like macho military shit, which is what the first one was. It was are they doing but the macho thing where shit. she has got a psychic bond with Godzilla? Like is that is that it, the plot of this one? It almost seems like it. Yeah, because she's I'm confirmed not sure. for the next one too. So yeah, I'm assuming, and they do that in the comics and cartoons sometimes, where like a kid will get a psychic link with Godzilla. So yeah, I, yeah, it does I seem sure. like that could be. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. Yeah, I, I'm totally on board as well. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I got no problem with the human parts of it. I mean, I'm, I'm sold all the way around. Um, yeah. Uh, we keep calling her Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, she's, yes. she's great. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, maybe the, maybe this will be our next uh, three person episode. Well, I was thinking about it because yeah. I mean it totally ends with a showdown, and yeah. um... <laughs> Chad Chad really wants to punch a Ryan. <laughs> gonna knock him out. Anyone who the glass episode I guess has already aired, so I guess maybe one person will understand why the word showdown makes me cackle yeah. like a hyena. <laughs> Oh, that word is ruined for me for the rest of my life now. Oh. So ridiculous. God oh, damn like... it. Oh, man. So, Chad, what's your number two? We're getting to the end all here. All right, all right. So, no, it's number two. Uh, this is a movie that not a lot has uh, known about it. Um, and uh, I, it's actually confusing a bit, uh, conflicting information. But my number three is, I mean, my number two is is Kingsman 3. Uh, I love this franchise. Um, And uh, November 15th, evidently the third one's coming out. I don't even know if they've actually filmed it or if they're still writing it or (laughs) what's going on. But they've said November 15th. I've heard some that this is going to be the prequel. I've heard other that this will actually be wrap up the the, the trilogy. I don't know. Um, And if you look on IMDb, it has people attached to it that aren't on like in the last two films so i don't know maybe this is the prequel uh some of her information says that but it's matthew vaughn directing so uh i just think the the this for you know uh popcorn entertainment movies i think this series does it so well i think the action Mm. is just so great so over the top i know a lot of people they didn't like uh the second one because they I guess they thought it was silly, but for me, I, I guess these movies do for me what like Aquaman did for you, uh, Dave. Sure. Because uh, I don't know, I just love them. <laughs> I can watch, uh, especially the opening scene, the Kingsman Two. I can just watch that over and over and over on a loop. 
Um, I just, uh, these movies, they, they get me excited. So I'm just like, you know what? It may not even come out this year. I don't know. There's a lot of, of non-information about it. Um, but I'm like, it's going to be my number two on this list. You know, it's disgusting. Matthew Vaughn is one of my favorite directors and I still haven't seen either Kingsman. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> oh. Like how you have I not see seen those? You, you like, gotta watch right, the Kingsman. I'll, I I will love them. I have zero, and I think I'll love the second one too. Like they're, every yeah, bad thing great. I've heard about and, it, and that's I the think thing. Still it, makes it, sound you great. you like Matthew Vaughn, you like Guy Ritchie, then Kingsman, yeah. you're gonna love. Oh yeah, no 100%. doubt. I would agree with that statement. And Chad is also excited about Kingsman three because uh, we have a uh, a pact that Chad yep. has to fly out to Vegas to see it because it's the only uh, only series that you and I have seen like the Correct. whole series together. So yeah. right, right, right. So I'll, I'll yeah. be seeing you November fifteenth, maybe <laughs> if that's actually a movie. <laughs> If that's a real movie that's happening. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan, what is your number two? My number two uh, had to do it. Uh, Avengers Endgame coming out in April. Um, the Russo brothers have been uh, some of my favorite directors in television for a long time. I loved Avengers uh, Infinity War. Um, despite the fact that like I am a Marvel junkie, like I have very mixed feelings about half the films. But the thing is, uh, and this kind of ties into the running joke about me always Wikipediaing things instead of watching them, I love lore. I love the mythology of things. And even if only a little bit of backstory stuff happens in every film, this has still been, like, what, 10 years, 12 movies, something like that, of, like, setting up these this little bit of a universe. And I'm not super confident about any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Avengers Endgame. I don't even know if Avengers Endgame will be good, but like at the very least, it will be like when you beat a very long video game or something like that. Right. Like there will be some there like I will somehow feel a sense of completion having seen this film despite no accomplishment on my own part. Um and, you know, it's just been something I've been looking forward to since I saw, uh, you know, I saw the midnight screening of Avengers uh, with my dad uh, when I was younger. I saw opening weekend um, of Iron Man when it came out with my family. And this has just been, a, you know, a thing for, you know, 10 years of just Iron Man comes out. I can't wait until they do all these other superheroes. Avengers comes out, post credit scene. Thanos's face. I'm one of the nerds in the audience who does know who Thanos is, and I'm like, oh shit, Avengers Age of Ultron happens. We don't talk about that one. Infinity War comes out. Good again. I am excited. I just cannot wait one way or another. It is the end of an era. Uh, you could argue that the Marvel Cinematic Universe did a lot more damage than good with how every franchise feels like it needs to be a cinematic universe now, but... For a dude who doesn't always have to watch the fucking movies, he just wants to learn about the universe and the lore and the mythology, it has been a golden age of films for me. And uh, Avengers Endgame is like the period at the end of the first paragraph of that, like, that era for me. And probably the end of it altogether, to be honest. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I knew it wasn't going to be on chat or my list. I, I knew it I wasn't going to be on either of yours. Yeah, it would be crazy, though, to have a movie podcast and not talk about Avengers Endgame <laughs> as one of the most anticipated movies of 2019. That would be just ridiculous. So I'm yeah. glad you brought it up. Um, and yeah, I am looking forward to it. I mean, I... I I, I still think, um, you know, despite the fact we all know that, you know, all those characters aren't dead, um, you know, it, it, 
it was a really ballsy way for such a huge franchise to end on on a cliffhanger like that. And so, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, and, and, and plus, I'm really hoping plus the promise of more Ant Man is yeah, that yes. excites me as well. I, I'm I, I very genuinely am hoping that we lose like half the roster for real in this one. <laughs> like I know we're not gonna, but like I, I do like thematically how it's mostly just back down to the original six again. And that was for the large part of uh Infinity War, my biggest complaint was like we're spending a lot of time on like new people and like you know like Spider-Man being important and it was good but it just kind of felt like I want to spend more time with the people who are not going to be in the MCU starting in a year or two um and then when they just killed off everyone except the people from the original it was like oh okay you are going to give me one last ride with these guys uh, hopefully half of them don't make it out. Like, <laughs> I'm I, I'm excited for it too. Uh, the uh, Infinity War was the first Avengers movie I had, had ever seen. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, uh, Thanos is a great uh, villain, um, and I I hope uh, Iron Man dies. Um, oh, I, I I hope he dies for sure. <laughs> I hope he die. I hope he dies. I hope Captain America. Gets sent back in time to the 20s. Uh, the only reason I don't want Thor to die is because now James Gunn isn't doing Guardians 3, so I think they really do need to pull Thor into Guardians just to keep that franchise limping along. Um, <laughs> find out if Gamora's actually dead. I genuinely don't know, to be honest. Like That's the only character who I like have zero clue if she's actually coming back or not. Who knows? Yeah, I, I have no idea what to expect, but I, I, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining no matter what. I can't wait um, to see what the post-credits yeah. scene is going to be, starting off <laughs> Phase 4. Oh, yeah, <sighs> of course. I'm starting off another 10 years of these movies. Um, <laughs> all right, well, my, my number two, and uh, it, it's another A24 movie, um, and I swear I'm not just picking them because it's A24. These really are movies that I'm looking forward to the most, but... Uh, this one is uh, the new movie. It doesn't have a release date. There's no plot details, um, but it, it's called Uncut Gems, and it's the new, the new movie from the Safdie brothers who did Good Time, mm. which is one, one of my favorite movies of this decade. And uh, I, I this one stars Adam Sandler and Lakeith Stanfield, and oh, that's okay. really all that's that's all that's really known about it. And um, you lost me. I. I <laughs> Hey, Adam Sandler, when he's in a serious movie, can do great work. And, and come on, great. Fucking, yeah, good good time is just fucking unbelievable. And so I to to know what they're gonna do next, I just have no clue. I can't wait to see whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. No, I, don't I'm with Adam, you. But, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. I, that uh, I I I hadn't even heard about this one, but yeah, the. You know, I, I, anything that they do, uh, even if I guess it involves Adam Sandler, I, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, he he can he can do good when he wants to. He just usually doesn't want to. That's what it comes down to with that guy. Um, yeah, but it's supposed to come out, I think, in November. I think I had heard, but there's no set release date yet. So I I can't wait to find out more about it. So uh, that that brings us to our number ones. Um, you know, I gotta say, I, I think I know what Chad's is gonna be. I have no idea what Ryan's is gonna be, though. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But Chad, why don't you go ahead? Number one. Uh, how'd you know it's gonna be Infinity War? I mean, not Infinity War. <laughs> it's Batman versus in, Iron Man in, twist in, in game. 
<laughs> <laughs> no, my number one is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, very, very excited uh, for uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, next movie. Uh, yeah, like you, you know, you mentioned some of the cast. You you didn't mention Dakota Fanning. She's in this, evidently. Oh, that's which, right. She's in it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, great cast, and and yeah, it's you know during the time of the the Manson uh, uh, cult. So some of that is weaved into the story. Who knows if it's like a, a Pulp Fiction kind of thing or or how exactly he has it weaved there's no telling but uh yeah it tarantino there are only two filmmakers for me that make event movies that i must go see and uh i have to see opening weekend quentin tarantino and Zack snyder those are the two filmmakers and um so yeah i am uh very 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 excited uh to see what he does because i think uh tarantino at his worst uh, which to me was in Glorious Bastards, is still better than so many other filmmakers that are out there. Um, and no matter what, he keeps it interesting. So, um, you know, and even when he goes, seemingly goes backwards, he goes forward at the same time. Because uh, I think, you know, Hateful Eight was very much a Reservoir Dogs movie, but at the same time, it was also fresh and new and exciting. Sure. So uh, I'm glad, truthfully, to see that he's moved away from doing anything Western related, even though I love that I love the that he was toying with Westerns. But his last three movies were all, you know, somehow Western sort of vibe uh, to them. Um, and I think after he did, you know, Django and Chang. There's no reason for him to do another Western because that one's so it's so perfect for me. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, you can't go wrong with him either, uh, especially in a Tarantino movie. So um, Fucking yeah. Al Pacino's in it. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Al Pacino. <laughs> Tim yeah. Roth. I mean, there's yeah. there's so many people. And and, 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 and and Margot Robbie, she's a she's an actress that I really did not like and could not stand until Suicide Squad. But mm-hmm. now anything she does, I'm excited uh, for, and to see her in a Tarantino movie. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm definitely uh, ready for this one. I'm glad we don't have to wait till November, uh, <laughs> just July. I, I I agree with you completely about Tarantino being like an event filmmaker. I mean, it, that's like it, it's such a big deal whenever he makes a new movie. I mean, whether. Whether you like him like we do or don't like him like Ryan does, um, <laughs> you know that his movies are a big deal when they happen, right. and I'm I'm excited whether it's good or bad. I'm excited. Definitely. I, you know, I, and I, I I was thinking about this. I I have seen all of his movies except for Reservoir Dogs, uh, in a theater. So um, oh wow, yeah. I he's he's one of them that I definitely you know make sure to to see. Uh, like I said, on the biggest screen too that you can see it on. Yeah. So. Absolutely, I saw a re-release of Reservoir Dogs in the theater. So, oh, I, see, I, I, I made I made up for it. Partial yeah. credit. <laughs> nice, uh, Ryan. What's your number one most anticipated movie? So, I actually might need to change my answer because I was just dicking around <laughs> on my phone, and apparently, Steven Soderbergh <laughs> says he thinks Bill and Ted Three might be be out before Christmas this year. So, what? I might need I might need to immediately pivot my answer to Bill and Ted face the music cuz I didn't think that was actually coming out this year. But I'm going to instead pivot to an equally unlikely movie to come out this year, which is 
The sequel to one of my favorite comedies of all time, Zombieland 2 by Ruben Fletcher. Ah, that's right. I, that's right. I, I saw, so I don't, I rarely rewatch movies in general. I saw Zombieland in theater maybe seven times. And then <laughs> wow. I've, I, I used to date a girl who only had one movie on DVD, which was Zombieland, which meant anytime we were going to quote unquote go to her room, we'd have to say, hey, we're going to watch Zombieland, which means I've probably had that movie in the background, seen that movie in the background at least a hundred times. <laughs> but honestly, uh, Zombieland won uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, I, I saw it with my family. I saw it with multiple groups of my friends. Um, my Jewish rap rock comedy duo, which is the other way I vaguely relate to Dave in terms of career history. Um, we did have uh, a couple songs about Zombieland or Zombieland characters. Um, anyway, so there's no way that this is actually coming out this year. Because Zombieland 2 has been announced basically every single year since Zombieland 1 came out. Um, and the Zombieland TV show came out and the pilot episode was horrible. Um, so then all the fans and the, or the writers and directors got really butthurt and were like, if you guys wanted more Zombieland, why didn't you like watch the TV show? It's like, cause it wasn't good, dude. <laughs> but, um, they got Ruben Fleischer back, which is cool. Cause I didn't realize, I thought he was busy with Venom. Um, and they got the, they got the writers back, which is cool. Cause they have a ton more clout now from stuff like Zombieland, sorry, from stuff like Deadpool. Um, so do I think it's actually going to happen this year? No. Am I slightly more optimistic than usual? Barely. So it is, um, the only, I wouldn't have actually put it cause that'd be like my vaporware guess, except like every list we looked at for most anticipated movies of the year did actually cite Zombieland and seem to have a lot more details than the usual. Um, yeah, yeah. so fuck it. It seems I, like it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. It seems like it really tap. might. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I should have loved the first Zombie Land. I I feel like I watched it at a time where I just wasn't like in it and I I should rewatch it before this new one comes out cuz it, it seems like something I would really love and I just I wasn't into it at the time. Comedies don't really like hold up for me, like even my favorite ones. Like I like my favorite comedy of all time is fucking uh, Rat Race. But if I watch that movie more than <laughs> once a year, I hate it. Like I can't like yeah, yeah. the minute like if if I remember what's happening in a comedy, I'll just be like, oh, this joke is gonna happen. Another joke. So like Zombieland for me seems like it takes like four minutes to watch now, and I think it's permanently ruined for me because I'm just like, and now we wait to the part where they shoot Bill Murray, and now we wait for the part where he fights about like Twinkies or something like that. But at <laughs> one point, it it could bring me to tears like nothing else could. <laughs> I've actually never seen Zombieland, so I know mm. it's kind of a weird one that I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, um. it's it's like uh, you know it, it's a good blend of like um, it's it's got a lot of I think a lot of the things that people like about Edgar Wright films, Zombieland does similar stuff to that. So if you're not okay, into you lost like me. Edgar Wright, no, yeah, that's, Chad's that's not an Edgar Wright guy. <laughs> no, no, and that and that's fine. But I think a lot of what people liked about Zombieland is the same kind of things with, like, the editing and the style of Edgar Wright. So, yeah, it might not be your thing, but uh, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number one, uh, first of all, it's also a movie that I don't really believe is going to happen this year, but supposedly it is. 
Um, and also, it's a movie that's a fucking Netflix original, which really annoys the shit yeah. out of me because I m- <laughs> might not get to see it in theaters. Uh, but it is my favorite filmmaker. Finally has a new movie coming out. Charlie Kaufman. It's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, oh, he I haven't heard of this. Book. Um, yeah, it's his next directorial effort. And it stars uh, Brie Larson and Jesse Plemons. And uh, it's uh, kind of a horror film of sorts. I'm not really quite sure. I'm purposely not reading much about the book that it's based on just because I don't want to, you know, color anything until I see a trailer and everything. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's about a couple that that, they go to uh, spend a weekend out, out in the middle of nowhere or something, and they have some kind of weird psychological breakdown on the way. And uh, knowing Charlie Kaufman, I'm sure it's going to be completely insane and it's going to be completely original and uh, I'm going to probably love it. But then again, it's a Netflix original. So who knows? I I was so psyched for the Cloverfield Paradox. I was so psyched for uh, Duncan Jones's Mute. Um, so many times Netflix original means that people that I love end up making movies that I don't end up loving. But I, I can't not be excited for this movie. Um, it is Charlie Kaufman, and it is the number one thing that I'm looking forward to this year. And the fact that uh, Brie Larson has been attached to it means that it, it has a little bit more extra, um, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> because yeah. coming off of Captain Marvel, which none right, of us brought right. up, um, it, that gives it a lot more uh, cred. So, yeah. Yeah, when, when you were saying Netflix and favorite film, I was like, does Dave really like Martin Scorsese that much? Because doesn't he have <laughs> oh, one coming Irish on Netflix this year uh, Netflix or original? I don't know. Scorsese's new movie is actually, uh, I guess we could jump right into our honorable mentions because, yes, The Irishman is a, uh honorable mention for me, which is finally happening this year. It's coming out in November. And, uh, yes, it's going to be a Netflix original. Although... I forget if it's De Niro who said it or Scorsese himself. Somebody is like going on, on interviews saying that it's going to be in theaters. Um, I, I, they might just not know what the way Netflix is and <laughs> that, that Netflix isn't going to want that. You know, there might just be an old well, Italian guy that just doesn't know what the hell well, he's talking about. The, but, um, the, the odd thing is, is that Scorsese, he's one of those guys like Christopher Nolan and Quentin Tarantino that love, love, love film. So yeah. it's so yeah. bizarre that he's doing a Netflix movie. But. Well, the thing is, is that this movie, he's been trying to make it for over 10 years, and the budget kept ballooning and ballooning mm. and ballooning. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's some ridiculous budget, and nobody would pay it. Mm. And Netflix said, hey, we'll pay it. And so <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why this movie is happening. The thing is, it's happened. It, the movie takes place through, I think, three uh, decades Mm. Or, or three ti- time eras, and they have to digitally de-age De Niro, Pacino, and Joe Pesci. Wow. Uh, for all three of the different eras. So, um, yeah, it must be a fucking crazy expensive yeah. effects movie um, <laughs> for those kind of natural effects. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm very much looking forward to The Irishman. I just hope it fucking comes to theaters. Uh, yeah, that, that's definitely one of my honorable mentions. Uh, I, I got a couple others, but I'll, anybody else want to jump in with an honorable mention? Uh, Knives Out, I was going to actually list because I'm very conflicted on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rian Johnson, absolutely one of my favorites. Um, what I love about um, Brothers Bloom to me is like 
Wes Anderson that I can actually get into is the best way to put it. Uh, I loved Brick. <laughs> I loved Looper. Um, all that stuff. And, you know, Last Jedi was a movie. So I, that put me in a very <laughs> conflicted state about how I feel about this. And, you know, I love the work he did on Breaking Bad. I mean, he's, he's been, you know, I, I, there's really only one directing team that I still have that has not had, that I love that has not had like a single mishap. And, you know, maybe Last Jedi was just Rian Johnson's mishap for me. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Chad? Uh, so, uh, yeah, co- uh, two that are actually coming out, and then I, when you come back to me, I have a couple of others. But uh, Captain Marvel, I am excited about. I've been excited for, um, and uh, it almost made my list. Um, it was actually uh, in my list at one point, but it just did not make the cut. Uh, Happy Death yeah. Day to you is also yeah, another one I'm yeah. excited for. Uh, yeah, that uh, almost made my list, um, and uh, I think both of those will, will, will be fun. Um, I mean, uh, Captain Marvel. I was more excited until I saw the trailers. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just feel that they're just kind of watered down Wonder Woman uh, trailers. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still kind of uh, optimistic about it. But um, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I uh I also had uh Rocket Man as a uh mm. honorable mention. Um also a movie I don't know much about. Uh I just know Brad Pitt is in it. Um it's called Ad Astra. Oh yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the one where he's like yeah. the autistic astronaut or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know much about it. All I know is um I I like weird sci-fi when it's good and weird and it sounds like it's going to be good and weird. So uh that was on my list. Um and uh oh and i was almost gonna mention velvet buzzsaw but it'll be out right. by the time th- this uh oh is that coming up, out so. soon it, yeah it's a netflix original so it'll be out on netflix this friday i think how much um, i like that movie will be entirely dependent on the on if it's actually a supernatural film or not because i really want it to be a supernatural film but based on who's directing it i'm sort of I've sort of convinced myself that all the supernatural stuff they show in the commercials is entirely like people having manic fits and it's like a metaphor for like overworking yourself if you're an artist. Um, right? Because it's the Nightcrawler guy, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So, so if it's actually a supernatural horror movie, I will love it. If it's actually like a slow burn psychological thriller, I will hate it. So we will see about that. Well, it played it played at uh, Sundance last night, and people are saying that it's fucking insane. So that makes me really excited. Yeah, um, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, so I am excited for that one. I'm disappointed it's not going to be in theaters. I, yes, it's. Uh, um, <laughs> Masters <laughs> of the Universe is on my list. I don't think it's happening this year, but it has that, a release date of December eighteenth. <laughs> yeah, he man. Okay, that, yeah, that's I, what it's supposedly okay. Cool. Yeah, it's on the release schedule, but right. there's like nothing about this movie. Right, like, and, and the I, director, I don't, I don't remember it. if he left or he got fired, something. But there was a split not that long ago. But it's still on the release dates. But um, I don't think it's coming out this year. Just like I, I, I doubt Kingsman three will be out this year. Yeah, I don't um, think Kingsman will be. But the the wow. two that may come out this year that were also uh, they're in uh, I think they're in both in post production three from hell from Rob Zombie uh, oh, yeah. the nice, third film nice. and the you know the Firefly uh, family 
Um, House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I love both of those films in different ways. I don't like them as sequels because uh, <laughs> I, I don't feel like that the second one really has a lot to do with the first one. Okay, and I, I'm curious to see what he does here if he ties them all together, if he just goes in a, a totally different bonkers direction. But it's funny because I always hope that he had a sequel for, for uh, Devil's Rejects because I think it fits perfectly with the first one and, and Dr. Satan. So I think we will see Dr. Satan in the uh, third one. Okay. Cool. And then uh, Fonzo is the other one that I'm really, really excited about, uh, which is uh, Josh Trank's new movie, um, which who knows? Oh my God. He still has a career. I didn't realize. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, who knows what'll happen with this? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Chronicle is one of my favorite movies, but I did but, not uh, think that guy was gonna have like had a career. At he all. keeps so. getting fired and fired. I don't. I think this is more of an indie film. I'm not really sure, but uh, I mean, it's Tom Hardy. It's Tom Hardy is Al Capone, which I is know totally amazing. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'm excited for that. It's supposed to come out this year, but uh, there's not a lot of info on it. So. I, think I gotta look that one up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, about I mean, like Al. I mean Al Capone when he's in prison and he's like oh, you know okay. uh, he has yeah, he's suffering from dementia it. and it's a, like him recalling I think what he's done that sort of thing. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I I'm gonna lose Chad on this one, um, <laughs> and uh, maybe lose a lot of people uh, because I'm gonna combine two action movies. The two action movies that I'm looking forward to the most: uh, John Wick Three, Parabellum, Ugh. and uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Ugh. the uh, Fast and <laughs> Furious spinoff, which is going to be hopefully Aquaman levels of stupid and ridiculous and insane, and. Um, you know, despite it's not going to have uh, the superhero elements, I think it's going to be just fucking ridiculous, and I I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I, I that'll probably be the next time I get drunk is when that movie comes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm looking forward to Hellboy as well. I'm just I can't get real excited. Um, I forgot about Hellboy. Yeah, I think everyone. You know, did. I, I'm very torn on that one. Um, <laughs> The only person who didn't forget the Hellboy was coming out this year is Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Maybe Ron Perlman. Right. <laughs> and of course, well, uh, uh, It Chapter 2 is coming out. Um, yeah, I almost put It yeah. Chapter 2 on my list because I, I, I was not expecting to like the first one as much as I did. Um, and so I, I hope the second one yeah, follows in that same kind of ridiculous right. uh, you know, feeling. But, um, Ryan, you got any uh, other ones before we yeah, close it up? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, uh, Lego Movie 2 was an honorable mention mm. because that was, that was kind of like How to Train a Dragon where I'm surprised I didn't really care about the second one because the first one's one of my favorites. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Lord and Miller aren't as attached to it anymore. And I sort of already got my Lord Miller fix for the immediate future off of, um, into the Spider-Man. So, sorry, uh, into mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, right, right. But, but I guess, yeah, Lego Movie 2 comes out in, like, a couple weeks, I think. And I don't know. I, I haven't yeah. seen... We've discussed this. I feel like I haven't seen many commercials for it either. And my enthusiasm level uh, yeah. is not high at all. 
But it's weird. You know, I wasn't. I really was not excited for the first one. I thought that looked really stupid. And then when I saw it, I was like, "This is amazing." So maybe, maybe it'll pull the same thing off. Um, and then my other honorable mention uh, is, of course, the episode we just recorded a couple weeks ago, which was Glass. Because if you had to pick objectively my most anticipated movie of 2019, I was counting down the days until Glass came out <laughs> from the minute Split ca- Split came out. So I I was looking forward to that one for about three years, and I learned a harsh lesson, and I can't wait to be disappointed by Zombieland Two in November 2025 <laughs> when it comes out. And and just to cover my bases here, we're uh, we're what 28 days into the year. So by my math, that gives us about a 62% chance that a Cloverfield movie might be released before the year ends. <laughs> Because even if they... First of all, I would love it if they were ballsy enough that they just dropped Cloverfield 4 on Super Bowl Sunday with zero announcement again. Just They're going to drop something. You know Netflix will. The, the exact same stunt. Just do it oh, again. But, but, you know, it's not unheard of. Like, everyone knows, like, yeah, they did the same day release for Super, uh, Super Bowl Sunday last year. But, you know, some people don't remember, I, I'm sure you do at the very least, Dave, but a couple years ago, right, they <laughs> they dropped the commercial for 10 Cloverfield Lane, Super Bowl Sunday, and then we're like, mm-hmm. oh, and by the way, the movie comes out mid-March. Like, they've done right. the, and I think, like, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane we knew was coming out further in advance, uh, Cloverfield Paradox we knew was coming out further in advance, but, like, who fucking knows, right? Like, again, Star Wars 9 could be Cloverfield 5, we don't know. Um, so I will say I am also looking forward to whatever bastardization of Cloverfield comes out in the next, whatever, 322 days or whatever. Um, so I just want to have my bases covered. I'm, I'm hoping... I just made me realize none of us brought up Star Wars. I know. Um, (laughs) I very just, I very, like, that was like a double whammy of Last Jedi knocked off Knives Out and, and Star Wars 9 from my list. (laughs) Like, it, it freed well, up room he, he, for me to talk about Beats of Rage. He, here's the thing. It's Star Wars, so it's like, I, to me, it's almost like, duh, excited. I mean. Yeah, you got to yeah. say it. Right, right. So, I mean, and, um, yeah. <laughs> Nobody mentioned Angel Has Fallen, though. <laughs> Which What is that? Is that like the Yes, the Gerard. Yeah, Butler. Olympus and London. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. What is this one? Wait, is it a space station? <laughs> no, no. It's something like he he gets uh, uh, that the president gets assassinated and he gets framed for it. And um, I'm not oh, sure. I thought. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I thought Angel was like a space station or something. Right. It was like, I was just trying to think of like what's, it's like whenever a new Fast and Furious comes out and you're like, how can they, like, what have they not done at this point? I was like, oh, just Gerard Butler in space protecting the president, I guess. Like, But they already did that on Geostorm, so. That's oh, that true. is true. Geostorm. <laughs> hey, that, that reminds me, by the way, I am the only person on the planet who thinks Alita Battle Angel might be good. So uh, that, let's add that as honorable <laughs> I, I'm a big Robert Rodriguez fan, and I've seen, and I know nothing about this film. So this, that's, oh. it's a weird blind spot for me. It's like 90% chance it's going to be the worst fucking movie of the year, but I, for some reason, think it's going to be great. I think it's just going to surprise everybody. But I, I think I, that's know, I Rodriguez. Every new movie, 95%, it's the worst movie of the year. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, why, why are we just acting like Shark Boy versus Lava Girl? It was not cinematic <laughs> gold here. <laughs> two out of three, oh, two man. out of four good Spy Kids movies is not a bad ratio. <laughs> oh, oh, we we have to mention Spider Man because one, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I've never seen a Spider Man movie. The only time I've seen Spider Man in a movie was the uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. So um, I'm on board to go see Spider Man finally. Um, you know how many uh, they've made like ten movies or something with like six different actors or whatever. But yeah. I will see this Spider Man. So I I thought it was going to be an honorable mention of Dave's just for Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I know, because I, I do think he looks so fucking cool in the trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so wrong. And, He's got yeah. that Gladiator oh, vibe to I'm it. on board. Oh, he, yeah. looks like, he looks like Russell Crowe from Gladiator cosplaying as Buzz Lightyear, and I just can't <laughs> handle it. But, but Spider-Man wait. Homecoming, having Michael Keaton, arguably the best villain, one of the best villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that makes me super cautiously optimistic about Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Um, so I am super on board to give this way more benefit of the doubt than I gave to Spider-Man Homecoming. So, Right on. Well, guys, let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, plugs and or uh, recommendations. Let's start with, uh, with Chad. Chad, you know, <laughs> want to recommend anything or plug something? Well, we, 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 we talked about this beforehand uh, in text. Uh, while I was doing my list, I was watching I Eat Your Skin. Um, it's a 1970s black and white voodoo cannibal movie. Um, Which I have wikipedia before. Just pointing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it, 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 you know, I, I, I don't recommend it, but I watched it, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nice. This is like a segment where, like, Chad's like, if I suffered, you have to suffer too. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a movie Chad thought was okay. (laughs) Mary Mary Poppins Returns is good, though. Emily Blunt, she's awesome as always. Mary Poppins Returns. I I liked it. So, so just just to be clear, um, either see. Uh, I eat your skin or Mary Poppins returns. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, Mary Poppins returns actually wins out. I know it's it's no, kind okay. of a shocker, shockingly, but... for the guy who started off with I like feel good films. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you got? What do you got for a uh, recommendation or a plug? I don't know. I haven't been seeing anything too too crazy recently. So, um, I. Honestly, really, you should just go watch every movie Jason Trost has ever made, starting with the FP and ending with watching the FP again. <laughs> um, my my favorite fun fact about the FP is if you're familiar with that movie, uh, uh, like The World's End, the the one with the uh, this is the end maybe the with the uh, the Judd Apatow one with like Seth Rogen uh-huh. and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the end. When, yeah. yeah, this is the end. When, when Danny McBride has his squad of cannibals, two of the cannibals are two of the stars from the FP. 
in character in their costumes from the FP as the leaders of the cannibals, wearing the exact same outfits credited with the same names in there. It is the weirdest crossover cameo that you would ever see, that there was this movie made for $150 in Southern California about a deadly dance dance revolution, and also it's in the same universe as This is the End. It's bonkers. I love it. Just go watch everything Jason Trost has ever made. Beautiful. So good. I like it. <laughs> it's not, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I take back everything I just said, guys. I think that's a good place to end it. Um, <laughs> lots of great movies for us to uh, look forward to and do some more episodes. Thanks, guys, for being here. Oh, yeah. Happy to be here. Looking forward to talking about some of these movies on this podcast. I didn't have a single Nicolas Cage movie on this. That's the exact moment to end is, wait, I didn't do Nicolas Cage. This is Todd from iHeartGeek. We believe that anything you're passionate about is geek. And if you are a geek, you are family here. We record once a week and would love to have you join in our conversations. You can get hold of us at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the .com we paid extra for. You can get us at Twitter at iHeartGeekShow. And you can always search us on our Facebook page as well. And keep on geeking on. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ryan Darty and Chad Clinton Freeman. Uh, I, I'm hoping to do these every year, the whole most anticipated movies of the year thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun just looking forward to the future and what movies are coming and kind of just getting ourselves psyched up for the rest of the year. Cause like I said at the beginning, I mean, January is kind of a bit of a slow month. Uh, so it's good to know that there's so much great movies coming. So, uh, that does it for today. We'll be back, of course, with a full new episode this coming Friday. And I want to remind you all, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can go to our website, PiecingPod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. Uh, We're going to be doing some giveaways really soon. And we're going to be introducing some new features on the website really soon, too, to coincide with the one-year anniversary of the show. And uh, what else we got going on? Our Facebook discussion group, uh, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You should join in there where we talk about all the movies we just discussed on the show and many, many more. It's a lot of fun in there. And I'm really happy with the way that group just keeps growing and people just seem to love talking movies in there. And that's what you should be doing, too. You should join the group. So uh, that's it for today. And since we're looking forward to the future of uh, movies for the year, the future of this podcast for the year, why don't we take a look towards the future of my music career? Um, As I've mentioned a couple times here and there, I am working on music for a new album. Actually, right now the the plan is three new albums. It's going to be three 10-song albums with different themes. And uh, I do have a bunch of songs started for it. And uh, I'm going to play you one right now. This song might uh, change a little bit by the time it gets released. And currently I'm working with the uh, working title Burn. And there is a music video in the works for it. A really cool animated video. 
Uh, but you're going to find out more about that once uh, it's actually time to start releasing this stuff. But now you're getting a little early preview. So let's check out Burn. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think about it. You can always email me directly by davidrosen at gmail.com or just tweet at us, you know, at PeacingPod, whatever. You let It's me on there, so you can just let me know how you like the track and how you like the show. But anyway, here's Burn. Hope you guys enjoy it, and there will be more news about the new albums uh, later this year.
and all points west. 